0: Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub Podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello, creators. Welcome back again to another episode of the YouTube Creators Hub Podcast. This is session number 36. Yes, I said it, 36. I can't believe we are already Fourteen episodes away from the half century mark. I'm so excited each and every week that I get to do this show. And as you guys know, we are fully supported and sponsored by the fine folks over at TubeBuddy. T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. I've been getting great responses and emails and tweets coming at me saying that they just tried out TubeBuddy. They wish they had tried it out months, if not years uh, ago, with their YouTube channel. TubeBuddy is just a tool that you can use to make your YouTube life easier. I can guarantee you, you're going to want to get on this train as soon as you can. I know some of the new features coming down the pipe for TubeBuddy, and I'm telling you guys, you want to be a part of this. It is a free browser plugin that obviously you can upgrade and pay for if you want some of the more advanced features, but uh, batch uploading, batch editing of cards and annotations, uh, being able to directly upload your videos to Facebook and other social platforms from within the YouTube platform is amazing so you definitely want to check them out tubebuddy.com I want to thank them because it means a lot to me that they've stayed on and most sponsors are not willing to stay on a podcast for an extended amount of time unless they're getting results and I've talked to Phil over there at TubeBuddy and they are definitely getting results so I'm so excited to still have them as the title sponsor of this show here that I do if you don't know I release an episode every single Wednesday where I interview a fantastic creator I do want to let you know to visit our Patreon. You can help us out over there. Throw us a couple of dollars for as little uh, as a cup of coffee. You can actually be a part of the show. I will shout you out each month. Your channel put you over on the website. A link to your channel as well. Get you some SEO juice Uh, and you can help out the show. Help us keep the lights on. Help us to continue to pay for the hosting and the website. And there's so much time that goes into this baby of mine that is the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. I do three other podcasts. I know I'm not a crazy person. I just love doing it. I have one called Podcasters Unplugged, where I interview podcast hosts about their journey. If you're looking to getting into podcasting, check that out. I do another one called the Online Business Realm Podcast, where I talk about my journey online and how to make money uh, online as an entrepreneur. And I interview fantastic entrepreneurs about how they're making money. And then the third show is called two buddy express. It's basically a online video show where I talk about actionable tips, eight to 10 minute episodes every Friday about how you can improve your YouTube channel. So if you like this show, definitely check that out. All of that will be in the show notes. I also want to let you know that this week's episode is definitely not safe for children's ears. Um, it's definitely an explicit episode where there were some adult language that was used. Uh, no harm, no foul, obviously, but I did want to let you guys know because normally that's not the case, but I did want to let you guys know uh, that there, there were some adult language and I didn't want you guys contacting me saying, I can't believe you didn't let me know my kid was listening to this. Uh, I do want you to know that, that you may want to skip this one if your kid's listening with you, but uh, I mean, it's not horrible but there was some adult language used, which is fine. But I did want to make you guys aware of that before you were listening to this week's episode. So again, as with everything that I do here online. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to my shows. It means the world to me. And creating this audience has been so much fun. And I can tell you this, next week I think I'm going to be able to announce the merchandise that I have for the show. Uh, I've got some YouTube Creators Hub merch coming out, some t-shirts, some other stuff like that. So if that interests you, definitely subscribe to the email list if you haven't already. I would really appreciate you going on over to the website and doing that. So this week's going to run a little long, around 36, 37 minutes. So sit back, grab a cup of tea, and listen to this week's episode of YouTube Creators Hub. Hello and welcome back, creative people. Welcome to the interview portion of this week's episode. I'm so excited today to be joined by Matt Farah. He's the creator and host of The Smoking Tire on YouTube, which has amassed over 600,000 subscribers. He's the host and producer of Tuned on Drive, as well as the host for Drive on NBC Sports. And he's also the host of The Smoking Tire podcast. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm extremely excited to chat with you about your YouTube channel that you've grown to a very large size. Now uh, if you don't know already uh, by uh, just the bio there, Matt is in the automobile uh, niche or niche, whatever you want to call it on YouTube and does some amazing videos and some amazing series there as well as host some stuff for NBC sports. So he's all over this space. So I can't wait to talk to him about YouTube. Now let's go ahead and go back for a minute of when you first started on YouTube, Matt. Maybe if you would expound upon that bio a little bit, tell our audience a little bit more about you and your YouTube channel.
1: Well, it's uh, it's a long and winding tale, but it it actually goes way back to um, really before there was YouTube. We got to go all the way back to 2005, um, where a friend of mine and I owned a car wash um, in New York together. We we were into cars. My background was actually in photography, and then I worked at a a branding company for a while. So you combine art and branding, and that sort of leads to the creation of a brand later. But um we had this car wash and in New York and these guys with these sports cars would come by and just hang out at the car wash. And they wouldn't ever like drive their cars. They would just sit there and chill and smoke cigars. And so we started a driving club uh very early days of Google Maps. Um and I would find these roads Um, my partner, Larry was, was the detailing master and he's actually like a proper master detailer. Now he's Bugatti's detailer and he's one of the best detailers in the world. I fuck, I sucked at detailing. I hated detailing. So, so I did, uh, I put together these drives for, um, for this driving club and, we would get up early in the morning when there's no one on the roads and I'd come up with these routes that no one had ever seen because people weren't using Google Maps to to find these crazy roads. And, um, and then YouTube launched in 2006 and we were doing these drives and I just kind of saw it and thought – well, these guys, you know, with these cars, they kind of have egos and stuff. I thought it would be, you know, good added value for the brand of our club to make videos of the drives and then post them and people could share them with their friends and and whatever. So I hired this guy and and we started making videos, you know, literally within the first year of of YouTube. And, um, you know, they were pretty terrible by today's standards. They're basically just music videos of cars driving around. Um, But you know, one day he came home with like a news anchor microphone and was like, here, you're, you're the host of the video now. And I was like, OK. And so I cracked some jokes and and whatever. And I was the host. And then not very long later, like, I mean, maybe not a week, but like, I don't even think it was a month. A guy had called me and said, I'm starting a YouTube network. You know, it was like a very early before there even was a multi-channel network before there was even a partner program. I mean, literally they they were selling their own ads before there was a partner program on YouTube and they were trying to, to, um, you know, have different shows. And they had a show called barely political. That was a big show. They had a show called fast lane daily. That was a big show. Um, there were a couple other shows about like art and makeup and all this stuff. And, uh, they were like, we want to do a car show and we think you're the guy and, you know, this was like 2006, 2007 when people were just throwing money at the internet and it wasn't like they were even getting it back. You know, there was no, there was basically no revenue and, and, uh, but, and then, but he basically gave me a full-time job just doing this. And like, I don't think that could or would ever happen again. You know what I mean? That's one of those things that just, it happened then, but people are like, well, how do I do what you do? It's like, Look, if I didn't get to practice making videos while under somebody's salary, I don't think I ever would have gotten anywhere just starting it completely by myself. You know what I mean? So I was very lucky in that regard.
0: So was that channel that you were working on then, was that the Smoking Tire channel? Or later on, did you end up opening and starting the Smoking Tire on your own?
1: Yeah, so basically the, the that first job lasted about oh until the market crash of 2008 and 9. Uh and then that company, you know, kind of went under. Um my that show was called uh, Garage 419. It still exists. It's still on YouTube and if you wanted to see some really old and mostly terrible videos of me learning how to do this job, um you know, that's where you could go look for them. They're still out there. But uh but no, when that when that all kind of ended, the company sort of fell apart and uh, sold to some other big company for like pennies. Me and this guy who was the cameraman I'd hired for the club and then he came with me to this job at this show. His name is Tom Morningstar and he happens to be brilliant um, in, in his own way. And, uh, but we, we liked making videos and um, I sold my half of the car wash to my friend Larry and I sold one of my cars – and we used that money. We decided we were going to continue on our own without this company's support because we just enjoyed doing it and thought, you know, we don't really need them. We can do it ourselves. The partner program had existed then. We could make revenue just off of YouTube. But we couldn't take the show name. We couldn't take any of our other videos with us. So we really had to start over. And uh, and so I I created the smoking tire and we used the money that I had saved up to make at least one video a week for the first two years.
0: I love it. I love that story and that, you know, you were in YouTube at the very infant stage of online video and especially the YouTube platform. So maybe this is not a normal question that I ask, but can you maybe talk upon the differences now as opposed to making video back then on YouTube?
1: Yeah. You know, what's funny about it is, is, I can, I can. I'm happy to to speak to that, and I can probably give some sort of insight. But I really only know it from the perspective of of cars, um, because that's sort of where I focus. I don't really pay attention. Not that I don't watch other videos on YouTube, but I don't I don't study it the way I do about my own niche. You know what I mean? So, what's funny about it is when we first started a YouTube. I guess it was it was probably. I mean, they they're just weren't very many car videos. I mean, they're just, there, there weren't a lot of channels. Um, there, there, there weren't a lot of like editorial type channels, the magazines, I think motor trend was the first of the magazines to make a channel. Um, but you know, the other magazines didn't really have channels. I mean, you know, we had, I had just started like, you know, bootlegging top gear, you know, that, that year. Um, and, Actually, a lot of the car videos, there was a website called streetfire.net, which was honestly a YouTube before there was YouTube, but it was all for cars. And um, it was primitive and the interface wasn't very good, but it, it did actually kind of predate YouTube. And so a lot of the car videos weren't even on YouTube. They were on street fire. And so it was very important in the early days to not only up, I mean, I spent a lot of time uploading and tagging and sharing videos on street fire because that was where the car audience was and and um you know they didn't update their interface fast enough and it, it really every everyone just sort of moved over to YouTube um, as the one destination but now um now I'm the old guy <laughs> now it's like ten years I'm the old guy, and there's a lot of younger uh guys you know young kids in their early twenties who who probably watched my videos when they were 15 or 16, like the way I watch top gear and, and, uh, and, and they've realized, and a lot of them have written me emails asking me how to do my job. And I tell them because I'm telling you how to do it and you actually being successful at it are not the same thing, but, but, um, it, it's a different landscape in that it's like anything else. Like our, look at our mainstream media news. It's much, much more fragmented now in terms of where people get their, um, their reviews and stuff from, and and what's funny is, you know, there are people that have kind of come out of nowhere that have, within a very short period of time, put themselves on almost the same kind of credibility level of of a Motor Trend or a Road and Track, and and that is wild to me. It's a, it's a, it's a brave new world. Even though you know, I, I could still be in that that crowd.
0: It is, and I love that about the internet. I love that the fact that a YouTube channel can be as impactful and can make as big of a difference as say some mainstream television shows. And that's why I love podcasting as well, because a lot of people are moving from the mainstream radio over to listening to the on demand content, which is podcasting and, and being able to, you know, create that content at such a low budget, you know, is such an amazing thing to be able to have that type of impact. Now, let me ask you this. You're a car guy. You know cars inside and out. But I look at your suite of content marketing, which is MySpace, which is where I live on a day-to-day basis. You've got a great-looking website. I'm sorry. Did you're, you say
1: you live on MySpace?
0: That no, was... no. Con, con, <laughs> content content, marketing. Hey, MySpace, me and Tom were friends back in the day, okay? <laughs> don't judge me. Don't judge me. Um, but But living in the space of content marketing like I do, I look at your suite that you have going on with your YouTube channel, your website, and your podcast, and you're doing all of these things really well. So, how does a car guy get so well versed in content marketing and producing content at such a fast, you know, rate of speed and at such high quality?
1: Car guy and the content creator guy, you know, car I was always obsessed with cars. Like the thing is a lot of people ask how to do this job and step 1 is to be obsessed with the knowledge of uh, not the knowledge of that's the wrong word but the pursuit of knowledge of cars i am an eternal student of cars like there are things i know and there are things i don't know and there's things i want to know and i just i feel like if you're always you take the attitude of always learning you know i, I people call me an expert and shit all the time but like i don't really like that it's 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 I mean, it's a nice thing for someone to say, but, but it's, I'm more of a student of it. So if I look at it as, as come along with me in the pursuit of my own knowledge of cars, right? Um, so that's, that's one way of looking at it. Well, what was the other? Oh, how do I manage the, the, the tons of content? Um, cocaine and I don't sleep. (laughs) Um, no, it's, you know, you see, I've always been like, 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 we lost money for the first two years making the smoking tire. We spent a lot of time making videos that were pretty, um, that we we really tried to make TV on the internet because we thought the internet was going to replace TV. That didn't actually happen. Well, it has, but not in in the way we thought. Um, The internet… Replace TV in terms of con- where consumers go for their content, but it has not replaced TV in terms of where advertisers look to spend money. Um, TV is still king when it comes to that kind of stuff. However, if you actually start doing math, <laughs> you, it gets very depressing very quickly because you realize that all you have is your time, right? Once you've bought some equipment and once you you know have connections where you can access cars and stuff, All you have is your time. And so if you're spending a ton of time doing something that, like the internet pays in quantity, not quality, right? So you have to be at a certain basic standard of quality in terms of your audio has to be decent. Your picture quality has to be in focus and probably HD. Um, But beyond that, you know, what gets someone to click on a video is a screenshot, a title, and a properly tagged, tagging it. You know what I mean? And and regular uploads. And what I started seeing after years of losing money was these guys with these fucking video game channels doing Twitch streams, getting traffic that is unheard of for anybody but the Super Bowl. You know what I'm talking like Like these video game guys just slamming it out cheap videos streamed right from their Xbox. It looks like garbage, but they're doing a thousand of them and they're getting sponsorship deals in the seven figures because their traffic is so crazy. I'm, 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 I'm old in that. I, I like playing video games, but I, the idea of watching someone else play a video game to me is like insane. Like I I don't hate any, there's almost nothing on earth I dislike more than watching someone else play video games. And yet there was something to that because the traffic was undeniable. So I didn't want to switch to making video game videos, but I thought, you know, what if we don't have cameramen or editing or anything? What if, what if I literally did, started doing Twitch streams, you know, with real cars? Um, would, would anybody watch that? and as it turns out, yes, they do, and because I have this great fan base that keeps bringing me cars um, offering up their cars for me to drive, and because i 'm constantly searching for something new and different and and really opening up my mind to not just American cars, European cars or muscle cars or supercars i'll do i 'll drive anything, which leaves so many options on the table and has allowed me to quadruple my output on youtube while cutting costs by 90 percent um and building you know by doing four videos a week i i schedule them out like a month like if i drop dead right now during this interview it's going to be like a tupac moment where content will still come out for like a month automatically so i only have to put hands on a very limited amount of time because I manage that time. So well, I shoot the cars in groups. I edit them in batches. I upload in batches. I set them to go live at the same time, every morning, every week, 52 weeks a year. And that leaves me big blocks of time to go do television or to record a bunch of podcasts or to set up brand deals or to just manage the things that a small business requires. And so, it's really about you know managing that time and i and i i learn a lot from other successful entrepreneurs you know there's only so much so long that you can be willing to do things as investments for the future at a certain point you need to start generating cash and and my friend rob ferretti who runs a channel called super speeders rob he's also he's very successful he also runs a rental car business and he's like, no, we, we don't give any freebies. We charge for everything and, and it's like you're, you, every time you go to work, you have to come home with money and so uh, it just became about, about keeping, the, keeping it consistent and, uh, and high, high
0: volume. I think as creators, time management is so crucial and the ability to, I know from coming from the podcasting world, uh, you know, I have a a few podcasts myself and and obviously you have one as well, but being able to batch record and then having someone either do your editing for you or do, uh, you know, have a day where you batch edit multiple episodes, the ability of managing your time as a creator will then give you the ability to stay consistent in that, you know, if something does come up, if you're going on vacation or if you haven't emergency to always have that steady stream of content. Because as I mentioned in every podcast that I do, it seems like consistency is one of the main keys in growing and obtaining and keeping a very interactive audience. And that's what we all want. What That's what we want for sponsorships. That's what we want for, you know, whatever it be for our brand deals, whatever it may be. Now, speaking of money and brand deals, this is obviously your business. You do this full time. You obviously have side gigs, which you do on TV and things like that. But as as a business, how are you making money from your content?
1: Okay, um, several ways. I I, uh, I I worked with Adam Carolla on a television show in 2011, and Adam Carolla is you know a semi-household name. He's not necessarily an A-lister, but you know he's 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 well known. But he he's incredibly wealthy and incredibly successful, and I was sort of impressed by that, and he about how, you know, he has like a list money, but he's not an a list silly guy. And guys like him and Joe Rogan, both of them, you know, have demonstrated to me the, you know, 10 hoses into one oil drum barrel of business where they're all on trickle, you know what I mean? So we, 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 I book a lot of gigs. So as far as revenue goes, um, the main area of revenue is YouTube. Um, you know, we serve about six to 7 million video views a month. Um, and, and what I did is I took my average lifetime revenue for videos, uh, uh, you know, average over all the videos I've ever done. And you know, the, if you, if you include everything, the average is like 450 to $500 per video. Some have been a lot more, some have been less. Um, but that was the average. And so I said, Okay you know, what is my time worth? What are my, my fuel and my resources and all that stuff worth? And I, and I did math backwards and I said, what can I do where $450 of revenue is profitable every time I go to work? So I took the average revenue and worked backwards. And I said, and so I decided that what is that worth to me? It, It means that I will never spend ever more than 90 minutes on any one video. Okay, so that's what that's what my time and my resources are worth to me. So by working backwards, even if I have an off day, I'm still on average profitable across the entire spectrum. Okay, so there's that. Then there's the podcast, which uh, the Smoking Tire podcast on iTunes or ShoutEngine.com/slash The Smoking Tire. Um, we share it on our social media as well: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram/slash The Smoking t- Tire. <coughs> Gratuitous plug there. Um, we sell ads uh, the traditional way on the podcast. I, I either I sell them direct or um, we work with Podcast One, which honestly I'm not very pleased with Podcast One. I think their rates aren't very good. But we got Microsoft. Um, Forza Motorsport is our title sponsor, um, which is a great opportunity. And they just bought, bought a spot for the year, which is lovely. And I'm, I'm actually also in Forza Motorsport 6, which is really cool as myself. Um, and there's a smoking tire car pack for uh forza horizon three which is awesome um so the podcast ads i mostly sell myself but we also have podcast one um and then i do television um and then i do um hosting like for uh like i'll host i'll MC, like uh runway racing events or big car shows stuff like that um and then um and then we also we sell merchandise t-shirts through teespring um, and then we made a, we made two movies in uh two thousand and twelve and two thousand and fifteen or two thousand and thirteen and fifteen all cars go to heaven one and two, um, which we sold on vimeo and so you know and then and then i I also work for drive, which is uh, another youtube channel with a million and a half subscribers and uh, i I work as a as a host and producer for them. And, uh, and so all of that, you know, you, you, it's, 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 none of it is very much individually, but you add it all together and it's, it's something pretty significant. So, you know, Joe Rogan likes to say the universe rewards hustle. And I kind of, I treat every booking day and every shoot day and every editing day, you know, as if, you know, this job might just disappear tomorrow. Uh, because it's it 's a pretty cool job, and just something tells me it can 't last and so i you know I bust my ass now while i 'm alive and breathing, and you know if one day i can 't do it anymore you know i'll i 'll at least have the knowledge of I worked as hard as I could and made as much money as I could doing something that I loved while I was uh able.
0: I love it. And I love the analogy of the 10 different hoses coming all into one pan because that's so true when it comes to online marketing and, you know, running an online business and that, you know, as creators, you need to have, you know, more than one stream of income. But
1: let me actually, let me, let me, Dusty, I I want, I know you probably are going somewhere interesting with that and your questions have been awesome, but I want to, I want to touch on that point really quick because the way to get those streams, I see – here's a big mistake I see a lot of young people making and I think it's going to bite them in the ass. I see a lot of people not really cultivating a brand. Uh, they, they have a YouTube channel and they, they may have more subscribers than I do by factors of two or three. You know what I mean? And they may have very successful YouTube channels. But if you don't cr- cultivate a brand from the very beginning a name, uh, an iconography, a logo, um, something catchy, then you are going to be stuck on YouTube because, uh, you know, there's a, there's a guy on YouTube, um, named Kyle and he makes videos and I am not going to j- shit on him in any way because he gets a ton of views and he hustles his ass off. And, but his YouTube channel is called sobkyle Kyle It's clearly something he had when he was like 13 but nobody from television or ra- the radio industry or a big brand like Microsoft they're not going to go they're going to go huh we've got this 50 grand for this marketing on YouTube are we going to give it to the smoking tire or sob Kyle 04 you know what i'm saying so you might have a huge YouTube channel with a really dumb YouTube channel name but you're stuck on YouTube. And if you ever want to really take it to the next level, you have to take that brand off of YouTube to other places. Like I, I'm I'm in I've been in discussions at various points throughout the years with with big TV channels about the smoking tire, the TV show. Why is it has those have those come up? Because I'm pretty good at my job and because the smoking tire is a cool fucking name. It took me like six months to come up with that. You know what i mean and 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 if you you have to begin at the very very beginning you know with a brand that has kind of a catchy name where you can tell you know what i mean where it's 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 something familiar and yet describes exactly what it is you're selling and so i think if you're talking to a creator who's going to start at the very beginning don't pick a dumb channel name. Pick one that you would want to take with you, you know, for the rest of your life because you own it. Yeah,
0: if, if you're looking to do this as... More than a hobby, even if it's not now, even if it's in the future, if you foresee yourself doing that, building a brand online is such a crucial part of your online business, and creating a name and a brand uh, for yourself is so important. And I remember when I started my channel a long time ago, it was called Technology Guru 77, and Technology Guru was perfect. That's what I wanted, but the the sevens on the end of it were, were horrible. Uh, and I I was I was able to to remove those sevens when they changed over from google plus and whatever it may be and i now have the channel name that i want i now have the branding that i want and i now have you know the persona of an actual legit business as opposed to just a random username that I chose, you know, years ago. And that's the kind of brand that you want to build. And you're exactly right. You've been in this for a long time. You've been creating, pumping out content now for years, and you understand that it is important to have those multiple streams of income because what happens one day if YouTube removes the AdSense program or what happens one day when you don't get a sponsor for that month or whatever it may be, there's going to be things that are thrown your way and you need to have a consistent model and you need to throw in different types of income.
1: It's like like diversifying your portfolio. Exactly. You're
0: building a portfolio of different ways that you can make money and can, if one of them is removed from you, then you can still be fine. You're not worried about where your next paycheck is coming from. And you're not worried about taking care of your family. If you're at an age of where you do have a family.
1: And then of course, you know, Let's just assume that YouTube will be around for a while. let's hope anyway. Um, you know, the real rewards come when you decide to stop. you know there's there's i've I've done uh, several television shows, and on a day rate basis, they pay much better than YouTube. but you know what? Like I'm not getting royalties, but when I decide to stop making videos, you know, the more videos I can make now while I'm able, the bigger my royal tax royalty checks are going to be for hopefully the rest of my life. You know, I mean, when you stop, you know you can you can get sixty seventy percent of your of your gross revenue that you got while you were working. Once you stop, it takes a really long time. And what I'm trying to do also by doing these one takes of these random cars, I try and do as many car reviews as I can. Of cars that predate YouTube it's very important to do that that people think that I might be dumb by reviewing some stupid little Honda from 2001 but you know what I have the only fucking review of a 2001 Honda on YouTube I'm trying to corner the market for car reviews of cars that were never reviewed in the YouTube age and that opens up a lot of opportunities the short game isn't really there but I'm playing long game on that one because in three years, no one's going to care about my 2016 Lamborghini Huracan review because there will be 2018 Lamborghini Huracan reviews. You know what I'm saying? So you got to do the cars that predate YouTube. That way, you're future-proofing yourself.
0: Yeah, and it's about creating evergreen content, that content that's going to be valid, valuable for years to come.
1: The back catalog, uh, every month, on my YouTube checks, the, the back catalog is about 70% of the revenue.
0: Yeah, it's it, people would be surprised. Now, in closing of this interview, I want to ask you one question and then we're going to get out of here. I think you've provided so much value and I'm so excited uh, that our audience can hear from someone like yourself who has been in this game for so long. Let me ask you this one last question. What is something that you wish someone would have told you when you first started out on YouTube?
1: There are a few things, but... I, I'm not sure I w- I think I got, I got a lot of right place, right time luck, you know? And so I'm not sure I would have changed much of that. Um, I, I definitely would tell people, um, that you won't, you know, that, that personality, um, and good SEO titles, screenshots, tags are probably more important than having a perfectly edited or perfectly produced video. Um, you know, I, it's. I, I hate to tell people to give people the advice that quantity beats quality because, in my own personal consumption, I prefer quality. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I. But the numbers don't lie. Oh, actually, okay. Here's okay. I got you. I got one for you. Here's a good one. I would tell people that that the comments are the comments section of YouTube is the same as anecdotal evidence. And the numbers and the analytics are your hard evidence. They're your data. And I would say that while it's important to peek in the comments once in a while and see what people are saying and stay interactive with your audience, you know, I've had, v- I've had times where I've made changes based on the fact that, or, or done something based on the fact that 50 people commented and, and in hindsight, you realize, well, shit, 300,000 people watch this video. You know, it has, it has a, a, a 2,500 to 20 like to dislike ratio. But these 50 people said one thing like those 50 people are not important. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and, and to do your best to ignore anecdotal evidence in favor of analytical data, um, which is readily available from YouTube.
0: Yeah, I look I look at the comment section two different ways. Number one, a lot of times it's the the a place where people who I never want to meet live in the fact of that they 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 are going to comment on a video just because they have nothing better to do or It's almost the complete opposite of that. It's the person who is so committed to your content, to your brand, that they're going to take time out of their day to actually bring value to other people who end up watching that video. And that is the viewer that I want. That is the type of community and brand that I want to build around. My videos are those people who are going to spend their time, take time out of their busy day to comment and help someone else in the comment section. And I do a lot of tutorial videos, so for me, obviously that may be a little different than someone in. Entertainment, but you do need to take the comments with a grain of salt. Such good stuff you've you've, you've brought so much value, uh, and I really wish you uh, continued success with the Smoking Tire YouTube channel, the podcast, the brand. I'm going to keep keep tabs with you and possibly have you on uh, another episode uh, in the future talking about a specific topic. I'm going to be doing roundtables. Definitely want to keep you in mind for that. Can you let our audience know where they can find you on the internet?
1: Um. Yeah. Well, for, before I even do that, just real quick, I want to tell you something that. The, the, the rewards of doing this job for 10 years now are plentiful and while we've been on this, this call, I just got an email from Ferrari that says, hey, good news. We now have a 488 Spider here in LA. Send me some dates and we'll get it on the books. So ha! And then, <laughs> and then, so that that's number one. Um, you can watch my videos, uh, at the smoking tire on YouTube. It's just youtube.com slash the smoking tire. Um, the, uh, the podcast is available on iTunes. It is the number two automotive podcast on iTunes. And that's only behind, uh, car talk but they have 3000 episodes so we'll never catch them uh you can search it there or um shout engine is our podcast hosting platform so you can find it on there it's you can download it for android or apple um and then of course uh facebook twitter instagram are all slash the smoking tire and um that's it oh and is this going up re- soon it's going up today. Oh, perfect. Um, dr- uh, my television show, Drive on NBC Sports, premieres Friday, October 14th uh, at eight, uh, 11.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific. And uh, Mike Spinelli, Chris Harris, and myself uh, explore the benefits of turbocharging in some really fun ways for this Friday. Love it.
0: Love it. Well, guys, listen, all of that information will be in the show notes and on the website today. Uh, Thank you so much, Matt, again, for coming on the show. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Great. Thanks, Dusty. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.